Hello, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. Another episode of Regan's Rugby Strength and Conditioning. Off to a bad start there, getting mixed up in my in my intro. Um, just got a solo podcast for you today. I'm going live in my Facebook group, Regan's Rugby First Team, where I've got a few questions from the guys here and a few questions from the week that I think we can I can share on that other people are going to sort of take use from. Hopefully, if you've listened to this podcast a few times, you can hear the upgrade in the sound quality because I just got a new microphone and uh, hopefully you can tell the difference. If you can't, then it's money wasted. But uh, hopefully you can and um, hopefully you can see the difference. So what I'm going to jump into. So at this point in time, 1st of July, I'm running one of my free boot camps. I don't want to talk about this too much, otherwise this section of the podcast at any point in the future is going to be useless. But if you're watching this live or listening very shortly after it is live, this is the last chance to get on my free boot camp, which is starting on Monday, the, the boot camp starting, but you're going to be doing tasks from tomorrow to get you ready because obviously preparation is key. So if you want to jump on that, I've posted it everywhere. Join the group. Um, you're going to get some training help, some nutrition help, and some mindset help. I'm not going to go into it too much. One of the guys' questions was about what other que- what other workouts on the on the ch- on the boot camp, and I can't tell you, mate. I don't want to ruin the surprise. So I'm not going to go into that. But if you are listening live or today, get involved. It's free help for a week. It's a winner. It's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. Uh, next question was from a gentleman, Richard Thomas. I'm just going to read it out before you've got it here. Eating is my worst enemy, especially bread, crisps, chocolate. I do great all day, then let myself down most days normally before bed. Is it sheer willpower? I need to kick this into touch. Nice rugby reference there. Maybe I should look at the lack of nutrition or help. So your scenario is probably like 95% of people. Long working day. If you've eaten well in the day, you probably feel like you're a bit hungry because you're you're restricting yourself. And um, it gets to nine o'clock, kids are in bed, you know there's chocolate in the sofa, you're watching your favorite show and there's just, uh, there's snacks in the cupboard and everyone wants to nibble. It's habit, it's keeping your hands busy. Um, so, so that want to have some, for you it is bread, crisps and chocolate is very normal and all, not all the guys, but a lot of people have this problem where they might eat during the day. So they might eat okay during the day, but when it's relaxing time, they can have a whole box of Pringles or they can have a whole bag of Haribo or a whole pack of Bickies. Um, so one option is to tell yourself, I'm never doing that again. I'm never going to do that. It's a waste. I have 2000 calories in 20 minutes on the sofa. I'm never, ever going to do that. Tell your missus, blah, blah, blah. Next day, you're not going to do it. Oh, wiki. The day after that, yeah, I feel really good now. And then the missus goes shopping. Oh, sorry, don't be sexist. Someone in the house goes shopping. And it's the third day. You're like, oh, shit. Shit. Partners out. Kids are in bed. Oh, no one's going to know. I'll have one piece. And then you're just back on the bandwagon. So restricting it is probably going to be short-lived and it's not going to not going to happen uh, long-term in my experience. So what you can do, there's a few options that I've talked about this a few times, I'm sure, is get someone to hide the snacks from you. I tell this, I'm very open with this. Me and Viv are both trainers. We're both personal trainers for five, six years each. If there's sweets in the house, it's gone. We have terrible willpower, probably because it's never in the house. Or if we have a birthday cake or someone gives us something for moving in our new house, for example, it goes that night. doesn't matter what we tell ourselves. Um, and I know if you have kids, there's going to be chocolate, there's going to be sweets. 
But if you get your partner or someone to hide them, then you literally have no chance of thinking about them because if you don't know where they are, they're not in the back of your head. Just like when the boys are out, if they're texting you and you're aware of it, you're thinking like you're missing out. Whereas if you don't look at your phone and you're not aware, you're not, you're not aware of it. So you're not missing out on anything, basically. Um, so that's one thing you can do is hide it. Number two is to have some more healthier snack options. So you can still have the experience of nibbling on the sofa um, because we all like to do that. And we have a little nibble with our favorite show. I'm boshing through Game of Thrones right now. What more shall I say? Game of Thrones is boshing through my life and I'm wasting away on it. Anyway, um, some people say this is meat heady and it's not tasty. Obviously chocolate is tasty. Obviously crisp are tasty. There's so much shit and crap in them. Um, there was an old, old bodybuilding quote back when I was into bodybuilding and one of the coaches said, if something, if something tastes good, then spit it out because it's got too much fat or too much sugar in it. Uh, obviously, I want you guys to enjoy it. Anyway, off, tr off track. What you could do is have healthy alternatives. You could have some biltong snacks. You could have some dried meat snacks. You can have rice cake snacks. Um, you can have raw vegetables. That's something that I have a lot. I actually like raw vegetables. Carrot is good. Cucumber is good. Celery is good. By the way, if you choose celery, you don't lose weight. That's just some fucking stupid Hello Magazine bullshit. Um, so a lot of raw veg. What else is there? That's a ton. That's like, that's like raw veg. There's about 10 options. You can slice up some tomatoes and whatever. Yes, it's not going to be as tasty, but you got to think having a moderate snack in the evening after a couple of weeks is going to mean you enjoy your life more. You enjoy the way you feel. You enjoy the way you look as opposed to 10 minutes of satisfaction from a few McVitie's or from a few Harry Bowl on the sofa. So it's about little changes. Um, don't take away something. It's like if you give up smoking. If you just go, right, no fags from tomorrow, you might last a few days. And then the first night out, your mate smoking in front of you, you're going to go off the rails. So it's better about breaking it down slowly. Or here's a good example. There's a guy who was jumped on my program a couple of months ago, and he had about four chocolate bars a day openly. He probably had about seven, 800, 700 calories worth of chocolate each day. I said, for the first few weeks, let's bring it down to one a day. And then after he successfully did that, I say, let's bring it down to a couple a week. Um, and we didn't really go much lower than that because it was a family thing. And because com compared to four chocolates a day, I think two or three in a week was still massive. And there's no need to completely take it out because if one chocolate bar, 150 to 200 calories, if you factor that in, it's okay. But obviously four a day is not great. Um, how else? Could Richard do it? I'm just going to think now. <laughs> so what you could be doing, if you're having a super light dinner, trying to be really healthy, which I've done before, you might cook a chicken breast and have a really plain, boring, tiny salad, and you're like starving when you finish. No wonder two hours later you go for the cup, go for the cupboard and go for the snacks because you have, you're still fucking hungry. And um and the dinner did not fulfill you. And sometimes when you start a new regime, you need to give yourself a week or two for your stomach to shrink. So you get used to these generally, generally smaller meals compared to large dominoes or donna meat and chips or whatever, which are big meals. And when you start having moderate sized meals, which are normal ones, not eating till you're absolutely fucking stuffed all the time, then, uh, then it's a bit easier. So all these things take longer than a couple of days. Um, so if you had a moderate meal, I mean, if I, if I, um, if I had a salad, and to me, the salad a year ago is just fucking lettuce, 
that's like that's it but if you make like a big chunky one with like whole cucumber whole pepper in there whole onions in there some some beanie type thing or a chickpea in there or some tuna or some chicken flakes plus some lettuce plus some little zazzy dressing it's a big mound of food and like it's hard to not be full when there's like a huge lump um so maybe your last meal of the day wasn't wasn't massive and maybe that wasn't enough um and hopefully off topic as well maybe between you and who you live with the partner might be the one that gets the bickies out and maybe isn't as encouraging and you need to make sure that the person next to you is on uh, the same wavelength as you so that uh, you help each other out so um hopefully that answers richard quite a few options there another question not question it was a topic i chatted to a guy even going through this morning was about tracking his food on the weekend so we've trained together he's redone my program a couple of times it's been seven eight nine months can't remember off the top of my head um dropped two stone at the start in about three months fantastic and he's been moderate for a very 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 long time um and if you're on my program you know that i track every single meal drink thing you put in your mouth on on my application so i can see every single calorie that you have and he would tell me on occasion oh i might have missed a few beers or oh, i missed the night out blah, blah, blah. and basically he was cheating himself because he was telling me that he had 1600 calories on the saturday whereas really he had 4000 and we, i had no idea why the weight wasn't changing because it's not an exact science but it's like pretty 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 close that's no, not exact it is a proven method you're moving a lot you eat less than you need to your body fat is going to come down it's it's moderately easy that wise it's more the habits of making yourself do it which is not the easy part but once you're on the ball it's moderately easy to do um, and basically in the last two weeks he oh and also another thing he does because he found himself um having calorie wise an okay day he, i don't remember this but this is an example let's say 1800 calories was a normal day for him he found himself having a pizza which is 1800 calories um rather than 800 calories of nice homegrown homegrown sorry um fruit and veg and meat and grains and proper stuff that i tell people to eat um and obviously that was wasn't great as well so what he actually does he sends me a photo of every single meal if you're watching this you know i'm talking about you now and he hadn't done that on the weekend for a very long time and in the last two or three weeks he's been sending it the whole weekend and i was thinking hmm, he's on he's on the ball now he's uh he's not uh slacking off at the weekend and i think he's lost a kilo and a half two weekends in a row which he's been chasing a number for a very long time and it just proves that making sure that you stick on the ball on the weekend is um it's very important so don't just cut off on friday and go back on the ball on monday ah funny thing about this i haven't got headphones in now i can hear viv talking outside maybe i need a uh, the noise cancelling ones we live and learn eh? um next one another client on my rugby fit program mark had a question so he's in the first couple of weeks um i use an application which which estimates your total calories rocky's coming in give me one second the real professional podcast here today. I'm leaving and getting my light up and getting my dog out. Anyway, what was I going? 
Um, yeah, so any application and any calculation is an estimate of what calories you should be having. They estimate your weight, they estimate your body's potential to put on and gain weight, they estimate your height, your whatever, your energy levels, your activity levels, whatever. So it's all an estimation. So the first number that any one of these apps give you, including mine, is just a complete motherfucking guess. That, that equation is a, not accurate, it's a guess, and whatever someone gives you is a guess. So, so if someone gives you a number, um, you need to know that it is flexible and that needs to be changed and it's just a baseline to start. Because what I like to do in the first weeks of someone joining my plan is to give them a calorie target to go for. It gets them tracking their calories, it gets them monitoring their food, it gets them caring what they're, about what they're eating. And then later down the line, we see how much you're progressing and if that needs changes. And the question this guy had was, okay, this app's given me 2,100 calories, which we figured out was too much he thinks that he was burning more than he was um and i did a workout and my watch says i burned 600 calories so that means i should eat 2700 calories right and i was like definitely not first of all the first calculation is an estimate of what my app told you to do so, so it's not like a given exact science second of all the uh the second calories of your expenditure that your watch maybe gave to you is a complete guess so it's not scientific. It's not like fuel in a car. You can measure everything that goes in the exhaust that comes out, the power comes out. It's not exact like that. Um, and, and he was asking, should I add on the calories of my workouts? Um, and so I said to him, have you been doing that so far? And he said, no. And I said, well, have you been making good progress so far? And I think he was losing about a kilo a week in the first three or four weeks. It was like, yeah, it's good progress. So I was like, well, whatever you've been doing now, whatever rules you've been following, let's just carry that on. And he was averaging 15 to 18, 1900 calories a day total with the exercise like factored into that. Um, and he was losing a kilo a week. And so basically I said, okay, so let's, let's, let's make that your basics. Let's, let's make that your upper limit. So we went on my app and we took his calorie target down to about 1800, I think it was. Uh, and I said, basically, so now that's your upper limit. You shouldn't go past that unless you have a cheat because these things happen and unless once a week you want to see some friends or whatever. Um, so we made that his upper limit. And that basically means, not exact science, but what I would predict is that he would still lose at the same rate. Obviously, it will slow down eventually. Um, but uh, that's what we did for him. And if that's the same for you, you might be looking at your watch after a mega workout and going, oh, I've burnt. 1100 calories let's have a fucking dominoes it's, you, you're wasting your time you're going to get stronger like that and your muscles are going to get bitter from the exercise but you're always going to carry excess body fat because of the excess calories that you are having that's when you might know uh example you might know like a prop in your team or, or someone who's a big lad who's actually really fast really fit but they've just got a little bit of tub the, the thing is they probably drink beer Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and they probably don't care about what they eat, but they train mega hard. So their body performs well, but they're carrying two or three stone of extra body fat. I know you have someone from your rugby club that does that. So that's why they that's why they can perform well, but look like they're carrying a bit of extra weight. Maybe they want that weight for rugby. Maybe they want that, they want that weight on them for their life. But uh, that's just an example. Next one. Oh, yes. Someone emailed me saying, can you tell me about 
my friend swears that you must have apple cider vinegar first thing in the morning to, I think I didn't even read the rest of the email. Maybe it was to boost your fat burning. Maybe it was to, I, don't, I think I switched off. Um, because there's tons of little gimmicks and gadgets that on paper do a couple of percent. Um, like apple cider vinegar in the study that this university students did that somehow got published, they may have performed better, but sometimes, often in these studies, if you get a regular person, and I'm going to say a regular regular meal, they might have a croissant and a latte for lunch, they might have a sandwich and crisps for dinner, and they might have, a, not takeaway, that's for them healthy, they might cook a meal, a moderate meal. So that's like 1800, and they have a snack, they might have a, uh, an oat bar in the day. So that's probably a moderately healthy person. Now, if you are, and if they don't exercise as well, if you tell this person, okay, you're going to swap your breakfast and you're going to have apple cider vinegar in the morning and you're going to follow my workout routine for two months and they haven't exercised for two years, they're going to lose a ton of weight. They're going to get a lot fitter. doesn't matter what fitness tests you give them. And at the end of the result, at the end of the test, the researchers are going to say, oh, apple cider vinegar makes you lose two stone of body fat. And uh, I don't know why they talk about that. And, uh, and you can run 15% faster because of apple cider vinegar. Whereas the study is not fair because they just get what well, the person from doing any exercise gets fitter from taking out their croissant and latte, which is 600 calories of useless crap, gets fitter. Oh, my arm's twitching. That's not good. So a lot of these studies may show or our research suggests, or especially supplement companies, they get like a really unhealthy person and they give them a shake for breakfast, a meal prep for lunch and a shake for evening, cough, cough, herbal life. That person's going to be fitter and lose weight because they've never exercised before. Anyway, I'm going off on one. The moral of the answer to that question, I think I said to the guy was, don't focus on 10 milliliters of liquid. You think, wow, I'm really twitching here. It's funny. Don't focus on 10 milliliters of liquid and thinking that's going to be amazing. Set yourself a long-term goal. Set yourself a plan, something that's sustainable, something you can stick to. And obviously, if you don't think you can do that, get someone to do it for you. Obviously, you're listening to this, I'm available. <laughs> but get someone to get something so you stick to it and, um, and they make sure you stick at it. So I think that's what I told the guy. Next topic, training through injuries. So this is one I think two of my current members are going through right now. Um, long story short is you can train. No, I'm not going to say no matter the injury. There's a few that obviously you should do nothing, but you can always do something. Um, anyway, regardless to training, if you're on a training program, you should be eating well. And let's say you pull your hamstring at rugby on Tuesday night, you should still eat well. If you eat well, you're not going to go backwards. You shouldn't go backwards on your progress or your results. If you pull your hamstring on Tuesday, there's nothing stopping you doing some upper body workouts on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, until your leg is better. Um, one example, when I slipped a disc at a strongman competition, that was on Saturday. Sunday I had off because I was in fucking pieces. Maybe Monday I had off because after a strongman competition, it's like a rugby game. No, it's like a rugby tournament because it's you feel like shit after. And then I think my first workout, I'd slipped a, disc in my, slipped a disc in my back. I got on a incline bench, did 10 sets of 10 on bicep curls, and I stood nice and upright, did 10 sets of 10 on tricep pushdowns, still did an arm workout, still eating well, 
and you can still do something. Um, I've been on and off crutches for most of my, well, from about 16 to about 19 years old, and you can always do upper body stuff. I was in a cast a couple of months ago. I did loads of lower body stuff. So you can always exercise unless it's something really dangerous or something internal where you shouldn't exercise. It's kind of loose ended. I would say most of the time you can do something, even if that something is some yoga or some stretching or whatever. So you can always, your nutrition can always be the same. Um, and I think maybe a day or two to get over it, maybe it was a bit traumatic, maybe it's a bit of stress, but you can always do something. Even if the something is not 100% going to failure, but you can always do something. Right, that was all of my topics I was gonna chat about. Let's go on the Facebook live stream. See if there's any more questions, can I have any more? Any more questions, any more anything from the boys? Richard Jones, who's still watching. Richard, you've been watching the whole video. Thanks for that. Best way to suppress hunger. Hmm. Suppress hunger. Smoking does it. Caffeine does it. I'm not saying they're the best ways. I'm just, just things that comes to my head. Suppressing your hunger. I'm stroking Rocky like, like Dr. Evil here. <laughs> Don't know off the top of my head. Oh, I've got an old trick that all these bloody YouTubers say, which is like downing a liter of water before each meal. That makes you feel hungry. Um, you shouldn't be hungry. You shouldn't be hungry. You should be eating. If you eat calorie sparse foods, which are foods that don't have too many calories in them, it's a hell of a lot of food. I, I spoke about that 10, 15 minutes ago. Um, why? The question is probably why are you hungry? Are you skipping a meal? Um, are you having low nutrient quality food? Um, I don't know the answer to this because I don't promote this. I don't get people to suppress their hunger. I get people to eat properly and they feel a lot better. Um, don't know, Richard. I really don't have an answer to that. You can do some drugs, some class A drugs that makes you not want to eat. I'm not saying you should. I'm saying one could do that if they want to. Um, don't have the answer, Richard. I don't have the answer because I would never suggest anyone to suppress their hunger. Maybe it's boredom. Maybe you're hungry because you're bored. That's something. But no, I do not have an answer to that one. Sorry if you are waiting, waiting for some high-tech answers. Oh, I think it's harder when you first start the program than that eases. Yes, here's some background. So Richard is day three into his program again. Oh, I kind of mentioned your stomach shrinks 10, 15 minutes ago. So obviously when you're used to big meals, big pizza, a whole thing, like two plates of spaghetti bolognese. Your stomach is used to these big meals. And yeah, actually, Richard, you've been watching the whole video. I said this 15 minutes ago. Your stomach is used to being full. And when you only have moderate sized meals, then it takes a week or two to get used to it. So yeah, in week one, to suppress your hunger, I'm gonna reiterate the question. Week one, to suppress your hunger, you just, there's nothing to do, but just, you're gonna be hungry for a week or two until your body, gets used to it, but you can basically blame yourself because you've been having larger meals than you need to. And you just got to suck it up and man through it or get through it. Um, water. Okay, I'm gonna stop reading your questions, Richard, because this just gonna go all along. Right, cheers for listening. Hope you can uh, appreciate the sound quality. 
Uh, if you're in the group watching the video, I'm going to have a nice camera, hopefully in a few more days. And I'm going to be ramping up some podcasts again because I want to try out my new technology. And um, so I hope you've enjoyed it. If you're watching live, sorry, if you're watching the replay at any point in the future, you can come and replay. And if you listen to the podcast, please get in touch with me across any of my social media, or you can email me, regansrugby at gmail.com. Happy to answer any questions. Um, that's about it. Cheers to the questions. Cheers for tuning in live, Richard, as well. Give me a bit more topics to talk about. Have a good Thursday. I'll speak to you guys maybe in a pop, maybe in a guest podcast. Basically, if I have a if I don't have a podcast guest, I'm gonna do these QA's Thursday at 12:30. And if I have a podcast guest, it's gonna be when they're free, basically. Uh, but yeah, if you have questions, get in touch. Hope you enjoyed it. Much love. Peace out.